Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, the Samantha, Alessandra Bielsi. Say hello, Al. I'm going to call you Gail. <laughs> Perfect. On this week's episode, sequels, waffles, space trucks, and more. All before driving into our flick of the week, Frozen 2. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Oh, you put waffles in the rundown? <laughs> I did. It, 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 after you brought it up, I felt like it was perfect. <laughs> now we can't forget to bring it up. Oh, that's okay. I got a note here. Um, we're drinking North Coast Brewing, which is apparently independent since 1988, Red Seal Ale. It's brewed in Fort Bragg, California. Uh, mm. It's water, malted barley, hops, yeast, and that's all. So I guess they stick to the Reinsgebot, which I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> but I'm going to pronounce it like that till my dying day. I like it. Um, it's molten hops are beautifully married in this copper red pale ale, generously hopped for a long, spicy denouement. <laughs> how fitting. <laughs> it's one of my very few uh, French words I know how to pronounce, uh, pronounce properly. <laughs> pronounce? <laughs> what? It's one of the very few French words I know how to pronounce. <laughs> I know. If I would have just let it go, it would have been so perfect. It might have been my uh, best uh, like comedic timing of all time. Oh, my God. I was already but... realized it was coming out wrong, so I was trying to fix myself. I should have just let it sit. Like, <laughs> it's one of the very few French words I know how to pronounce correctly. Oh, my God. That's so good. Uh, their, their core logo, I guess, is at the top there with that giant whale monster coming through their logo. Is that Moby Dick? I guess so. I don't know. Strange. I'm going to assume so. This beer is as old as me. This beer or just the brewery? (laughs) (laughs) The brewery. (laughs) Hard to say. I don't remember this one entering the refrigerator. I I think I bought this one and gave it to you. I would assume so. I would assume so. Oh, yeah. Why? Because I don't (laughs) usually buy (laughs) Feisty. I'm ready to go. Touchy subject. Jesus. Uh, certified B Corporation? What's that about? Uh, I don't know. I've heard of a C Corp. S Corp. <laughs> it's just like, when, when I see that, it's like a giant B on it. It's almost as if it's like a, you know, it's, it's a good enough grade. No, it's, it's certified <laughs> by corporation. The, the Y just got cut off. <laughs> got it. Um, God. well, first, oh, let, God. Let, before we cheers and take a sip, um, I, I noticed it through the bottle, and now I'm looking at it now that I've poured it, and... This thing is crystal clear, almost like a lager. Um, mm. Much clearer than my red ales. Um, but it's also oh, not yeah. as red as my red ales. This almost looks like an amber. Yep. Um, got a nice head to it, though. I guess it's got... The, the red ale, Al's red ale, has been the most popular ale. It's been requested multiple times for purchase, hmm. um, including by you. Um, it's been the only beer that I've made more than twice. Well, hang on. It was requested by me because it was for a gift. If I were requesting a beer from you, it would be the 1.5 IPA. <laughs> I, I thought you forgot about the one. The novelty IPA. will never wear off. <laughs> it, it was fairly novel. Um, it was also delicious. <laughs> yeah, it, it came out pretty tasty. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm curious to see how this stacks up because I, you were a fan of the Red Ale, were you not? Oh yeah, no, I, I absolutely. Yeah, I still have a bunch of them. Nice. All right, let's cheers Defin- and taste this. Definitely kept some. Cheers. That didn't work. I'm going to get better with this. Nice. Right. Ooh. Um, I like that a lot. It doesn't taste like a red ale to me, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a very mild taste. Mine, it I tastes like mine's, a good German beer. Mine's much, <laughs> well, say mine's much maltier and, and bolder of flavor. Yeah. Huh. It does have a long, very- spicy denouement, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
can you pronounce the, can you pronounce that one more time? <laughs> Is that just gonna be the new intro from now on? It's just a repeat of me denouement. <laughs> it's actually hard to say pronounce. Right? <laughs> yeah. It well, it's also going against you. 30 years of uh, correctly pronouncing the word, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, this is, I actually really like this, though. It's definitely good. It's just much more muted and restrained of a flavor than uh, what I'm accustomed to drinking my own red ale. And I know that's not what all red ales are supposed to be measured on. It's just the one that I'm most familiar with now because I've drank mm-hmm. a lot of them. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's like, I don't necessarily know that it's it's... It's doing well what it's trying to do, but whatever it is doing, it is doing well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, but let's go with it. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with this one. Uh, this is a nice random story. Have we had this one for a while? Um, it had to in, be, right? It's been in the fridge for, for a couple of months. All right. As usual, is you have a good selection be, for me. Is this going to be one of those ones that's like four years old? That you get mad no, I don't know. I was looking for it, but uh, I, I can't... Find it. This was before they printed the dates on bottle. <laughs> this 1988, is the as it were. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's great. Well, delicious. Thanks for this. Thanks for this treat. Um, Red Seal Ale, which I definitely read as Red Sea Ale, over and over again. Regardless. Yeah, California is not on the Red Sea. That there's a giant red seal on it. Loose seal. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into some news and nuggets? If you insist. Joker 2. <laughs> <laughs> is a thing. Um, or is it? Being talked about. Uh, it, you know, it just bothers me. I don't really care um, that much. It just bothers me because it was like, when we found out that they were going to be making one-off movies, that was an exciting thing. It was like, oh, it could be a contained story. And that's it. Almost like a graphic novel. Just like a one piece. Like, yeah, it lives in the universe, but it's like a one slice. First of all, it doesn't live in a universe. We live in a society. (laughs) Uh, I love how that's become a meme. We live in a... Yeah. The the thing is, though, like, I feel like they were this close. Uh, Because I know you didn't care for the movie as much as I did, but I really appreciated what they did with it. I liked what they did with it. I liked that that was it. Adding on to it, I think, takes away from what was done. Yeah, also, if you're going to do a Batman, he's going to have to be like a 70-year-old Joker. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. It's just like, yeah, it made a crap load of money, so... And I understand movies are a business, but it, I don't have to like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could... I don't know. Still, I'm sure they'll screw it up somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't want to feel that way. Well, the thing is, but it doesn't seem so they've done that, that they're going to do it, because after, like, cause I said that you, to you and Gary, who did the episode with us, and, um, and then a few hours later, it was, no, 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 this is not in any way, shape, or form confirmed. It sounds yeah. like it may have been a story that was leaked out as part of a leverage thing where um, Tim Miller was trying to, or not, no, not Tim Miller. Todd Phillips? Todd Phillips, that's it. Um was trying to get some sort of deal, and they were looking at getting him to do other, like, one-note origin villain stories or something like that mm-hmm. on, like, other characters, which I would be more interested in sure. than a sequel to this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's quite been solidified, but it does seem like it's on, well on its way to be. Yeah, but then if he does another one, it's then it's like Todd Phillips' rogues gallery universe. <laughs> just the whole thing. <laughs> well, they're just falling into the same trap as... Uh, 
trying to create the Snyderverse, right? <sighs> Just let it die. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, for for all the, the talk about them trying to emulate the Marvel path or not, they're definitely not, because having one guy just come in and do all of it is not been what they've done in any way, shape, or form. Right. They've had one person who's kind of had... Well, they've had their... Jeff Johns is emulating the Kevin Feige role, but they've had kind of stewards who are kind of helping stitch all the threads together, but not specifically... Even though they've come up with a house style over time, and the house style has evolved over time, but, you know, Act 1 is heavily... You know, overseen by the Joss Whedon situation, and then it's been the handing off to the Russos. Mm-hmm. The Russos have been largely in charge of everything, and now they're seemingly no longer going to be involved. I guess so. We'll see. I, I actually haven't heard a hundred percent whether they're going to still be going with it yeah. or not. But they were there a lot longer than Whedon was, um, and had a lot more direct control because Whedon wasn't brought in until they were doing Avengers, which was after they had already made several movies. But you could see as they were starting to get reined in and hew closer to that central line that that's what was going on, but it wasn't always the case. And then from there, they realized that this, that archetype was the way to go. And the Russos after doing, um, winter soldier kind of took the reins of the big picture. Um, as far as what showed up on the screen. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I, I just like why it would, to me, it sounded when Joker came out, Joker was successful. I enjoyed it. Thought that was good. That being the end of it would have been perfect for me. Uh, and just knowing that there's 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 going to be someone that's going to be trying to get another one made, and it's it's you, just you have to see that coming when it makes so much money. But on the other sure. hand, just have an iota of self restraint. Like, okay, you did a good job. You know, you yeah. made a bunch of money. You created a movie that a lot of people liked. I didn't have to like it to be able to appreciate the fact that it set out to tell a story. It told that story. Yeah, and that story was only ever meant to be just the one chapter. Um, and then it was really successful, and that can be it. And you can take the that blueprint and do other things. Absolutely, but it doesn't have to be the same thing. That's the thing, though. They they executed on their first good plan in a long time, and they executed well, in my opinion. The movie was good, and then they're just like felt like almost immediately looked like they were falling into the trap of like. Money, money, money. We have to do it again exactly the same way and grab more dollars. And it's just like, you'll actually probably get more if you if you follow the formula and do it with something else rather than yeah. turn this into that. Pick pick, pick, an, pick a, an auteur who wants to do his or her thing. Right. And let them do it as a one shot and keep doing these things. You know, keep your house style if you wish. Though you don't have to if you're doing a different certain different characters. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like in the same mm. way that... Marvel has the house style. Guardians doesn't look like Ant Man. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, they have like their like their streams of like you know the cosmic, the more grounded and whatnot. As, but. as much as all of them are tightly leashed to the center, there is some freedom to work within a framework of I have this vision, and if you can sell them on that vision, then they can execute it. In the same way that Star Wars has even been even even like more tightly leashed than than the Marvel stuff has been. And, again, love it or hate it, Ryan Johnson executed on a distinct vision that he sold to them. Yep. You know what I mean? It is mm-hmm. not the same as The Force Awakens. Um, even the cinematography, a lot of it is very different. I mean, some of it is similar. There is a certain house style, but you can tell in how significantly it diverged because 
Episode 7 maintained all of the visual language of all the other Star Wars movies that was made under Lucas's like stewardship. Right. Um, and and in 8, they eliminated a lot of those things about the way that they pan, the screen wipes, all those things. Things that I took for granted until someone put them until out Until they weren't me. there. Well, no, I, I, you know, it was actually the, 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 the pre-spoiler Freddie Prince Jr. and Amin Al-Hassan episode that we discussed. And he talked about that, and I was like, you know what? I never really noticed it, but yeah, there is a distinct... Because if you look... The animated shows still do those exact same yep. screen wipes. Even uh, Fallen Order has done some of them, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm getting further and further in the animated show, and it is so freaking good. The Rebels. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what are you like? You're about halfway, right? I'm in the third season. Yeah, like so four or five episodes think, in. Because there was five seasons, wasn't there? Four, I think. Oh, okay. So you're more yeah. than that. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's so good, and like and now it's like it's really starting to tie to the rest of the universe this yes. season, which is like watching it unfold and introducing characters is just like it's it's really rewarding. <laughs> and they tell some really good stories, and they tell some stories yeah. that resonate on their own, as well as ones that resonate in how they expand on what we we know already, or what what we would like to have known, like answering some of those questions, mm-hmm. questions we didn't even necessarily know we had all the time. One of the things that throws me every once in a while while I'm watching is like, first off, it's a like a what like a twenty six minute, twenty four minute yeah, episode. Something like that. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four. It's a twenty four minute cartoon that embodies the entirety of a Star Wars movie in that runtime. Like it hits all the beats. It they all have a decent enough story where you could watch one by itself and enjoy what happens in it. Like it's it's got a crazy spectacle at some point in each episode. I don't know. It's just it's so well done. And uh, one thing, it, it was it's it gets almost too real. Like you get very close to it for an animated show when it when they're when they're starting they, they're blowing up ships. I'm like, man, they're killing a lot of people in this cartoon. <laughs> well, that's something I've mentioned to you in the past, and I don't know if I said it on the show, but I know I said I find it interesting, and it was it kind of similar conversation me and my brother were having the other day because he's been rewatching some of the Clone Wars to get okay before the new season, the final season that's going to be coming out early next year and he was like man i you know i forgot how many people like they kill in clone wars i said and i always found it funny that it to a certain point it frustrated me their almost absolute refusal to kill anyone except like and I, you're not even there yet but there's an episode where i think they destroy two whole star destroyers yeah <laughs> and it's like like they would not kill a stormtrooper on screen but they blew up two ships that housed what ten thousand people 20,000 people? You know what I mean? It's like, there's no compunction blowing those ships up because I guess it's easier if you're, you know, because it is a a kid's show. It's easier to be able to, oh, they destroyed a ship. It's like, no, no, think for a second. There are thousands upon thousands of people on that ship. Bad guys, sure. um, But you can get into the morality of being a cog in an evil entity, right? You know what I mean? The fact yeah. of the matter is no. Yeah. If you want, if you want that conversation, go watch Clerks because <laughs> yeah. that conversation is brilliant. Absolutely, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm just saying that like they wouldn't call, show you. Sh- and now, listen, I can understand if you don't want to have them dismembering stormtroopers with their lightsabers. Fine, um, but there's blasters, and I always found it to be the fantastical element of Star Wars that a guy in a stormtrooper helmet. You're not seeing a person. You're shooting with a laser. Yeah, yeah. It's very much not the same as watching. You know, someone shoots someone with a bullet, and you see their face, and you see the blood splatter. They're two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you wouldn't do that, but you'll blow... I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not misremembering this. There is one scene in the final season where two whole Star Destroyers get blown up at the same time. <laughs> and it's like, but you won't shoot one Stormtrooper. <laughs> That's so funny. That's uh, Well, regardless, that show is is tremendous, and I'm not, I'm, I'm really into it now. Uh, it was a really well, good show. Sticking on the Star Wars train, Rise of Skywalker is 141 minutes. They confirmed the runtime a few weeks ago. Uh, they, it was. Was it reconfirmed? They ca- it was. It was changed. <laughs> they. It was the rough estimate, and then they did a final cut. Oh, uh, because I thought that they they confirmed that it was like three minutes longer than the next longest. No, I, I don't know. All I know is what they what it came down to: two hours, okay. twenty one minutes. Uh, cool. Uh, I would if you want if you wanted to go three or three or more, I would have been there for it. <laughs> I would have been excited for it. Well, certainly but, for a final chapter, you can understand, right? Yeah, but uh, I actually think it's a—I don't know—I I feel like it's—it's they must have a really nicely, like a nice tight narrative that they're going to be exploring with this. Like, to, I don't know—I feel like that actually almost feels short for a grand finale. But yeah, I would have—I wouldn't have been surprised if it was something like two forty. Right, but uh, that being said, I almost—I—I I feel like it's that makes me wonder. Like, they probably did a really great job of like being. Like of like without a no pacing issues, I feel like I imagine because there's still a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's still a lot to understand for two hours and twenty one minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because I was just talking about someone with this the other day. Um, we got into a bit of an argument about this, saying that he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm not excited for the movie," and not for the typical reasons that you may have been hearing lately. He goes, "Oh, I heard that the movie was complete trash and they had to reshoot a lot of it," and I was like, "Um, no." <laughs> He goes, yeah. I was like, listen, that's the sort of news that would have set the internet on fire. Yeah. And the fact that I have no idea what you're talking about means probably no. And we literally like, we did one of those things where it's like, no, we have to go and get to the bottom of it now. Looked it on the phone. I found one story completely unconfirmed from a website I've never heard of before. Mm. And everything else, there was nothing at all about it. And like, yeah. so I'm assuming it's just one of those rumor sites that just makes shit up. Um, eventually, when I did some more digging, I did find out that, yes, in October, they did do some more planned reshoots, but they That's laid common, out, though. They literally laid out what they were doing and said it was always on the schedule, we were always going to do it, and it was yeah. just, hey, how can we tighten this scene up, how can we tighten that scene up, and how much they've enjoyed making this a thing, rather than it being a, oh my god, do we have to do reshoots, just planning, yeah, we're going to do reshoots, and we'll use the time however it makes the most sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the movie is almost certainly not in shambles. <laughs> I each day it gets closer, Al, and the anticipation. These there's only one way to cope with it: Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so checking back in on that game, which we'll probably continue to do for a while now. Um, man, it's it's everything that I wanted and didn't realize I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, that's mostly it's true. It's so good. It it reminds me, it re, like it gets difficult in areas, which is great. I actually appreciate that because it makes it fun. It makes it feel like I'm playing the game. It's not just a narrative, right? I'm actually yeah. involved, uh, which is great. It reminds me so much of like my first experience playing uh, Shadows of the Empire. Like it was a difficult game. It wasn't easy. That was partly because of the clunkiness of the controlling with that yeah. ridiculous remote control, <laughs> but. It was. It just. Remi- it has that feel. Uh, just like a, an interest. I. I really like the protagonist. I feel like 
there's there's been a lot of hate about him. Um, it, not so much now since it's been out. It's, it's died down a bit. It was beforehand in the preview events and all that stuff. People were very worried about him. Uh, I liked him right away. I like where his. I like what's going on with his story. I like the way that the actor is portraying him. I'm just yeah. really. I'm invested. Uh, more I, so in I, BD1 I, than him, but invested. <laughs> for sure. I mean, he is a bit of a blank slate, um, but that's not uncommon for the beginning of a story like that anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't feel particularly strong feelings towards him one way or the other. I don't dislike him. I don't, like, oh my god, I love this character so much. Um, I do think there is something to him. It's played as fairly, like, understated, like, and restrained. Like, he's not... Anakin, which is mm-hmm. great. He's not Luke in his worst moments. Um, he actually exudes kind of that quiet calm, mostly that that Luke starts to have in Return of the Jedi. Yep. Um, and you know, I, it's funny that you mentioned this like this because I I haven't finished the game. I know certain things about where the game goes later on from a big picture standpoint. Um, and I was watching this video about like it was not it, there was a a slight review portion, but it was more just a discussion about this game in the greater context of creating lore that is an expansion of IP within the interior, you know what I mean? Stitching together IP rather than tacking on mm-hmm. the difference between something like rogue one versus episode seven. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I found myself being very frustrated watching this video because I felt like, he maybe didn't finish playing the game mm. because some of the complaints he made, I was like, yeah, but you either didn't finish playing the game or you like speed ran it because there's things that you're complaining about, which like, as if like, so, so like, Oh, I didn't get an answer to this or that. I was like, well, I'm not even done with the game and I already know the answer to that. Right. <laughs> you probably just so, weren't paying attention. Do you, are you doing this based on like the first three hours or something? Cause right. Like, I don't know, it was just confusing, but I, I mean, like, I, some people have raised concerns. I actually do, I, I, I'm not enthralled by the story of this game, uh, really. Um, I don't think it's bad, I just think it's yeah. sparse. Yeah, there's not a, t- there, I, I, which I actually appreciate uh, as far as the game is concerned, because the game itself is a lot more entertaining and engaging than the story is, and I don't want my video game to only be held up by the story. Sure, I just think that there's... A, you wanted a little bit more out of it, you think? Yeah, a little no. bit more substance to it. Um, because you can go an hour and a half without really learning anything about what you're like you're trying to accomplish. That's true. Like, there's times where I've, like, kind of, like, briefly forgot, like, what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> what am like, I, I know, supposed to do I know do that here? I have to go from where I am to that place. Yeah. And yeah. I kind like I like, I know why. But like sometimes I kind of forget the specifics of why well, yeah. I'm doing like that one thing. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely got a refresher on that just recently when uh, when a big baddie explained what they're about to do, and it's like, oh right, that's <laughs> that's what that was the whole mission's about. <laughs> well, like the the thing on on Kashyyyk, kind of like I kind of forgot what I was doing because like I, I knew I was going to try and find Tarful, but then they almost immediately tell you, oh yeah, you're not gonna be able to find them. Yeah. Uh, let's just do this instead. And I was just like, but like, what exactly are we doing? Because right. you haven't really told me, you're like, I've committed to helping you, but you haven't really told me how you're going to help me. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to reconvene in a while. And then like, you're occasionally going to shout stuff to me, which is fine. Cause I, I actually like that is like 
part of the organic storytelling. I actually wish it was a little bit more of that, a little bit more of your conversations with Seer on the ship while you're out on the mission. And there are some, and there's, sometimes there's more and sometimes there's less. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's just a little bit sparse for my liking from a storytelling perspective. Have you been prompting any of the conversations? With? So, like, if you go up to characters outside of, like, the main story beats and talk to them. and Oh, yeah, hears, but it just feels yeah. like I'm, like in, a, like, in a desert and those are oases. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, how great would it be, though, if you were like, I need to go find this guy. Uh, we can't do that, but uh, right now he's not, he's impossible to find. But let's do this. This is pretty much what happens, right? Let's 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 free these Wookies instead. And then you're like, but I still have my mission. And he, what if he were to take his grappling gun, which part of this actually happens, shoot it up, and then say, I have spoken, and just fly away, <laughs> just really tie the whole thing together. <laughs> it's gonna become like the new. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I'm like, I'm actually holding out hope that somebody says that in the new movie. That would be pretty great. I just don't know if, like, well, there would be a better chance of that than using it in the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, the, I could spend all day sneaking around listening to Stormtroopers. Oh, it's hysterical. It's, they're so funny. It's so great. And it's just like, that's actually the best writing in the whole, in all. It's so tongue in cheek. I just, it's, it's really, it really is great. What was the one that you sent me? I can't hit a moving target. Oh yeah, that was on on Zepho when I was about to, when you, you like l- go through the village for the first time mm-hmm. and you're like getting into the path where there's that long chain of like stuff and as as you're rounding the cliff you hear a bunch of stormtroopers together and a guy goes, oh, "Man, I hope we don't face any enemies anytime soon. I have a little trouble hitting moving targets." <laughs> <laughs> there was the other, yeah the one you sent me too, where it was like uh, the high ground one. Yeah, the enemy's on his way. You know, oh, like, at least we have the high ground. <laughs> That, which is just like it's so satisfying to then jump in that room and they don't know you're there and you just strike them down with all of your hate. Yes, so I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the game is really fun though. I, I it's just like the I feel like the combat's tight. The the it, it's fun to learn what to what to do in a situation. Uh, dying sucks only because of the load time. Still a thing that bothers me. It just takes too long to get back into it if you die. I'm okay with dying and trying again. I'm not okay with waiting like 45 seconds to a minute for the game to reload. Yeah. It's just, it really well, is. Especially jarring. when you know certain times that you die, like you have to backtrack a long ways. Oh my God. Like, that happened to me. I was in these underground caverns on like the, what's that first planet? Bagano. Bagano. No, the second planet. Zepho. And like you're like underground and there's like these different elevators that go up and I'm exploring every inch of this underground space and I found this one path to this douchebag with these two blade energy blade that things. was the same guy who killed me like eight times oh my god it was so infuriating like, it was fine i was actually enjoying the combat and learning how to do it better but it was like a. it was like the two minute process then it was sliding down the hills to get there then wall running then running figuring out how to run past the ram perfectly every time which i have now figured out but it's just like it took forever to get back to that room it's like there was clearly there should have been a save point somewhere closer Yes. If that was going to be like the a thing. Like past the ramp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that you could load in, roll run, and then get back into battle. Um, that being so, said, the sequence of like jump, vent, wall run, wall run, vent, wall run, leap. Air with, swoosh. With, with vent, air swoosh, yeah. fight two guys was pretty badass. Deal with, yeah, fight two guys, and then you were like, just first off, I'm going to push you off the edge, because I can't it, deal with you right now. <laughs> it, took, it took me, um, I, I forgot 
I kept kind of forget. I still keep forgetting that I have force push because mm-hmm. um, I had so long without it. Yeah, and I still don't have like any like moves that like directly incorporate it. So I kept fighting those guys, and it was a little it was driving me nuts because I found those to be distinctly the hardest of the the purge troopers to fight. And they gave you one of the scout commanders too. Like they should yeah. have sent you to fight just the purge guy on his own because it's the first time you're fighting that type. Yeah, and I yeah, found him intense. to be the toughest because he's so fast. Ah. It is, but when you win, though. Well, that was the thing. Is I kept, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. I don't want to fight this guy for the 16th time. Because especially, I did have one little like glitch happen where I literally beat him. And somehow he didn't, he didn't die. And then he uh. killed me. And I was like, son of a bitch. And there was another one where I had him really close to dying. And I thought he killed me. So I just like relaxed. And I still had health. I was like, no. Uh, and now I'm dead. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, all I needed was one block. And like, he yep. was done. So yeah, I just did the thing. I like jumped into the middle of the room. Ran back to the cliff, then literally just split, rolled between them, just turned around and threw him off. The- I was like, "Not again!" Yeah, Get the yeah. Fuck out of First here. off, y- you like the the adults are speaking, but yes. <laughs> and you throw this one stormtrooper. It is uh, throwing them off of the cliff is really satisfying. Did you see? I- I've been really enjoying creating this little thread on the Spinchoon Twitter account with like either like the cool like sync kills or like badass shit that like you can do with like travel and shit yeah um did you see the, the last one i put from from this evening uh um, no definitely i just not. rounded a corner in like the that the, that temple in zepho and there you can hear there's uh stormtroopers having like a conversation as you're rounding the corner i just walked around and there's a stormtrooper there it's like you know what right off the edge just like i regret nothing yeah <laughs> just gone it's over uh so one thing that i actually wanted to talk through about on this uh this game you explained to me how you got your double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, there's different points where there's different upgrades that you can achieve. And that one is one that you can get in multiple places. It's just the quickest one you could get is on death. Okay. And is it the same concept? What do you mean? Like, is the reason behind how you're able to enhance it to a double blade the same as mine? I don't know. I wasn't given a reason. He just, I went up to a workbench and it said upgrade and I did it. And he goes, Would you look at that? And he stitched it together and you get it. Oh, man. I found the hilt of who was the guy? Cordova? Yeah. I found his hilt. So he had like a conversation about it? And he talks about it and he puts it together. Oh, yeah. I didn't get That's that. That's really interesting that there's different ways to do it. Yeah, because there's other ones like you upgrade like the Scomp Link for BD1. You can upgrade. Uh, you give them that little motorized thing so you can go uphill on the pulleys. So good. I think I just got the one where you can hack uh, droids. Oh, nice. I think I got that. It's weird because you're past me. I, I want that. <laughs> I think I did, but I haven't got the chance to try it out yet. I definitely don't have that yet. Uh, fighting those uh, those like enforcer droids is actually really fun. It's annoying at times, but it is fun to listen to them talk. Oh, yeah. Well, so they have a couple different voices, and yeah. I keep waiting to hear Alan Tudyk out of it. I know, I know. I mean, <laughs> just hoping that he'll be one. Oh man, it's a the game. It's it's a blast. I'm having a I'm having a real good time with it. I just like I, I had said it last week. I it's it's just like the first game in a long time where like I can't wait to get back to it. Like I'm constantly thinking about like oh I want to play more of this. I want to see where this goes. I yeah, play. I haven't felt like this in a couple of years with like a new game. So it's it's nice. And on top of that, it's like I usually don't. I'm usually not one for the customization, like the cosmetic customizations. Like I usually don't care. I am super into customizing <laughs> my character and my ship and my poncho. Uh, some of the poncho options suck, <laughs> but some of them are pretty cool. BD1 is forever black and pink. He looks so cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't get that one. I, I missed that one. I, the, some of the ship ones are cool. Um, I, I have a lot of fun messing around with the look of the lightsaber. The only problem yeah. is you don't really see it very well nope. most of the time during the game. <laughs> only in like, I like when you see it in cutscenes though. Yeah, but like those are kind of few and far between. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, BD-1 is my favorite droid in the Star Wars universe. Really? Yeah. I really like him. It's like, it, he reminds me so much of my cat. <laughs> and uh, it just, I don't know. It's just such a great character. It, it has such personality, like the way that it follows you around and, and is talking and chirping throughout everything that you're doing is like really awesome. I feel like yeah. they did such a good job with like getting that, uh, like that camaraderie between like the, the core character and his droid as they go through. And like this, like you kind of, you just kind of find them, which is really, it's just really sweet. <laughs> yeah. And like are immediately best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, I've always enjoyed, you know, I always enjoyed me some R2-D2. Sure. Mostly just because he was badass. Um, BB-8 cracks me up. Um, I, I'm enjoying BD-1. He's probably like, well, it might just be because he's tiny. He's a tiny little guy. Yeah. That he's a, he's a cute little, uh, little droid, but, uh, uh, especially in seven, BB-8 cracked me up. Like the, when he puts out the the, the thumb, the thumbs up for the thumbs up. Oh my god, so good! Yeah, he's a he's a great character. Uh, definitely, definitely love BB-8. But uh, BD-1, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm curious how this new droid's gonna shake out. The new droid was it Do that is? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see about that. I also another droid I'm a big fan of. <laughs> That one, the that little, little, little black cart that runs around the floor. <laughs> the the little mouse droid yeah. on the like, yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like I could see that going around and BD one chasing it. I've always been a bigger fan of gonk droids. Yes, the ones with the two feet. Yeah, the ones that look like walking garbage cans. Yeah, I, I, the one with the two feet. That yes. was very descriptive. <laughs> yes, the walking garbage cans. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway, full order. Is dope. Give me something now. What do you got? Uh, did you hear that there is a rumored IMAX prologue for Tenet on the way? Ooh, no. So there's How? rumors that there's an IMAX <laughs> prologue for Tenet. I thought if you stopped there and then just went on to a different new. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What's the deal with that? How do you? I don't actually. How do have, I see this? I don't have much to it yet. It's just a rumor. Okay. Um. It's strongly rumored that it's going to be um, debuting uh, in front of the IMAX uh, release of uh, Episode Nine. Oh, interesting. And also, part and parcel with this rumor is that there is a rumor that there's going to be a real proper trailer sometime within the next month or so. Yo, how up for disorientation are you like if we were to <laughs> like we can we could totally go see star wars i'm sure they'll play it at the liberty science liberty science center it's hard to say that <laughs> fast uh dome that's where i saw the dark knight rises for i think the sixth time <laughs> it was still in theaters uh it's it's so intense that it makes you want to vomit just because there's too much screen but it's still pretty crazy you want should we do this um Maybe you'll probably get sick. Like yeah, I probably will. But I actually, I get nauseous. you're puke and you're like worth it. <laughs> I, I get nauseous slightly occasionally during Fallen Order. Actually, for some reason, you mm. know what it is? Is the camera fucks with me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
It definitely, it definitely. You know, what it, you know what it is? It's when you walk to an area where they want to highlight that you should like look and talk at, like with someone or interact with something, and it does this like slow motion, like pan in over the shoulder, yeah, zoom in effect, and I'm like, I'm walking this way and you're panning <laughs> that way in super slow mo, and, and I've fallen off the ledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can you not? <laughs> oh. I actually forgot about a couple of things that I want to talk about with uh, Fallen Order. So I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. It has issues. The game has some technical glitches. Um, one of which I is not. I, I thought was an issue. I thought it was like a texture loading issue. I uh, don't know if it's the case. Do Wookies just look like crap? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> They're too skinny. It's a. They just like. I feel like they just missed the mark on the art style of the Wookie. Yeah, they're too skinny. Um, they're really they have super thin waists, mm. so they look like Gumby a little bit. Nice. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, uh, it's just it's just wrong. They just don't look like Wookies. Uh, the other thing, and this is actually uh, it's an issue, but it's funny it's, that they got the Wookiee so wrong for how many other creatures look so good. Yeah, yeah. So your character. So I I got through this ridiculous battle with one of those uh, giant monster things. It might have been the Ogdo Bogdo or something like that, but. Afterwards, I panned around and I was like looking at my character. Like I turned the camera so that I could see him, and I don't know if like what it was like texture on his face didn't fully load, and all of his hair like wasn't filled in, and he just looked crazed. And I was like, "Yeah, that's how I feel after fighting this thing." (laughs) I was like, "You nailed it." I don't know if that's a glitch or not, but it's perfect. (laughs) When you when you get into some of those big battles, you actually do get some a pretty good adrenaline rush. Where when you're done, you're like, "Okay." Gotta calm down a little. Gotta yep. calm down. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna kill everything. <laughs> oh, man. Game's good. Uh, yeah, so we should... Uh, I definitely want to see a tenant. I So, I had tickets. I scored tickets to that... Um, the pre... Like, it was like the, the first... The opening of The Dark Knight Rises. I, before, like, I think it was like six months or something like that before it was coming out. Or maybe it was three months whatever it was it was it was significant amount of time before the movie was being released and it was the first i think it's like 10 minutes it's the it's the whole plane heist sequence which i learned later was what it was uh and i was like violently ill the day that it was and i couldn't go and i was i was sick and i was just i wasn't even i wasn't even asking to get better i just wanted to go to the thing (laughs) like can you just put this on pause for an hour <laughs> so that I can go experience and no it just didn't happen um but I would definitely like to see something I I, I just want more information on Tenet well I figured you would but I also wanted to bring this up because I figured you also would have been familiar with these things um because I guess they've done these prologues for like Batman a couple of the Batmans and Dunkirk mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if you were familiar with that thing yeah uh, I didn't know uh I've never been to one that you could just buy tickets to though okay I had like I I got like I got them in a raffle, but I don't know. I would I would like to see that. I, I just I want more more Christopher Nolan. Just more of him makes me happy. Oh, of course. Um, also, feel, just know like nothing about the that, movie. Like, they debuted or no, that they announced this movie. It's like it's coming out in one year. It's called this. It's yeah. Like, what? Also, this is our that, star. And maybe that's all you people. need to know. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like six months later, and it's like. We know nothing at all. Other than like a weird ten second. It's like doesn't matter. We're all gonna go see it. Yep. We're all gonna be super. They know to see it. They know what's up. What else you got? Uh, let's talk about waffles. Yes. 
Uh, a, a bit of a backstory to that. So this weekend we went for me and friend of the show, Caleb's. Uh, we shared the same birthday. So we had a joint birthday celebration this weekend up in nice. Cooperstown. <laughs> um, so we got a bunch of our friends together. We were up in an Airbnb. Which, by the way, the house was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it was like one, two, five, six bedrooms. Nice. Um, and fucking gigantic kitchen, wet bar, huge island. Like, you know the island in my kitchen? Yeah. It was like possibly three times bigger. Nice. Um, it was actually an island <laughs> surrounded yes. by water. It was crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> like fucking great kitchen, like badass stove, like all that stuff. Um, wet bar on the other side of the kitchen from like, like on either side flanking the bar. Um, they had the induction chargers implanted on the ends of the island. That's a nice touch. Um, on the little bar overseeing like the, the living room and then on all the bedside tables. Ah, uh, come on. That's cool. It's ridiculous. That's classy. There's like five bathrooms in there. Like, like, like five bathrooms with like showers with fucking badass like shower heads, like huge bathrooms. Like rooms were like pretty roomy, multiple TVs, badass like sound bar and, and 4K TV in like the main room. Like, cause we were up there, you know, we got up there like at dinner time Friday night. Okay. Um, and we we left Sunday like early afternoon. So nice. Ah, it's a nice weekend. So we were up there. You know, we all made dinner together on Friday. You know, drinking, hanging out. What'd you make? Uh, tacos. Nice. Uh, also, um, my my buddy Josh, who's a chef, I guess friend of the show, Josh. I think we mentioned him on the show a few times. Yeah. Um, he um brought all these fucking like badass like meats and cheeses for like an antipas like. Nice. Yeah, it was really good stuff. Um, and then uh, you know we had we all made like tacos and shit. And then uh, I brought up some BLC beverages, wine that me and my dad just bottled last weekend. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, this one came out even better than the one that your dad said. This isn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh no, this actually isn't bad. <laughs> what, a, what a gem. This one came out even better. Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, <laughs> And then Saturday, we made a you know big fucking breakfast spread, hung out a little bit, went out to Oma Gang, which was so good. Yeah. I uh, said, so you, you and Brian. Was it the first time you were there? Yeah, yeah. Nice. What um, was the standout to, did, beer? Um, there was, I mean, I know that you've had some Oma Gang beers. They're all good. Um, some are obviously better than others. Um, I think my favorite one while I was there was the Adoration, hmm. which was, I forget exactly what the style was, but it tasted like coconut even though but like that was just like a byproduct of like the yeast there was no coconut oh interesting it was like a stout it was something fairly dark okay it was like it was like um a spin-off of one of their other established beers i think gotcha it was really good really strong most of the beers really strong they had um i have to see if i can track some down for you i didn't buy any to bring with me then because we were going straight to bars from there which would be a pain in the ass to lug it all around oh yeah um, but there was, I think it was called Neon Rainbow IPA with like, it was like, it's their take on like a New England style IPA. Nice. Really, really, really good IPA. Mm, um, that sounds they good. Ha- they had the final Game of Thrones beer, much better than the final season of the show, um, called Slime. And Now Our Watch Has Ended or Our, our Watch Has <laughs> Ended. And uh, it's an Imperial Brown Ale. Interesting. That was good. Um they had a bunch of cheeses that they made with their beers there. 
There's one with the so good. (laughs) There's one made with rare vase. There's one made with uh fuck. One made with three philosophers. One made with another one. Um, they had a couple different versions of three philosophers there that were really good. But one of the cheeses was made with like maple bacon. So fucking good. Mm. And then we we had like like a late lunch there. I guess dinner technically. Yeah, I guess dinner. It was early dinner, late lunch, whatever. Um, we all got a bunch of different stuff, but I had the chicken and waffles. So fucking good. Yeah. Because I think the, they used beer in the batter of the chicken, and it was like perfectly fried. Uh, good wa- the, I, Literally, the only criticism was, I wish there was two waffles and two chickens. <laughs> uh, and there was one waffle and one chicken. Got it. And on it was a maple bacon bechamel sauce with raspberry jelly. You're killing me right now. It was so fucking good. Uh, it sounds amazing. Me and Josh both got them, and we also got from them a teeny bit of sriracha to just drizzle with it, too. Because you need a little spice with the with the chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was fucking amazing. Is chicken and waffles like your thing? I feel like, didn't we, when we went out to brunch in the Bronx, didn't you get chicken and waffles? Yeah, those are literally the only two times I've ever had it in my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's such a weird Bur- thing to associate with you now. Breweries, <laughs> breweries, and me and chicken and waffles. <laughs> it's just a thing. Uh, no uh, pebble in your food, though. What's that? No pebble in your. No, food. there was no rock in this one. Uh, <laughs> someone That's got a, good. Someone got a Cuban panini. I had a bite of that. That was fucking amazing nice. too. Um, the, everything there was so damn good. Nice. Uh, all right, so I'm down. Where are we going? Um, <laughs> how far is it from you? It's a bit of a hike. It was like. Over two hours, it's like basically two and a half hours going up, and it fucking snowed overnight and all through the morning on the way back. So it took even longer coming back. Yeah, that's rough. Um, like a lot of snow. It's a good thing yeah. we were in a good car. I rode up with with Josh and Allie, and she's got like a good SUV with like all wheel drive, which is good um, because the fucking GPS took us through the mountains, which is the mm-hmm. dumbest thing in the world. Because um, there's a much flatter way to go. <laughs> I would definitely need a place to stay nearby because uh, Three Philosophers is probably top three drunkest I've been. Well, like I said, all of their stuff was strong. I think the because we did the tasting, like the formal like tasting. Yeah. And we tried like eight beers or something like that. I don't remember. Um, and I think the lightest one was like six and a half or something. That's or seven, intense. Something like that. <laughs> um, multiple ones that were like nine plus. I think the adoration was 11 and a half. Um, but our Airbnb was like eight minutes from there. perfect, <laughs> and like we took a cab like from like the house to Omegang, then from Omegang to like basically like Main Street to hit like a couple of bars. Like, yeah, we yeah. were supposed to we were supposed to go to a distillery, and we found out when we got there that they booked a private event, so they weren't open to the public that day. Oh, those monsters! So we were gonna go fucking Omegang to this uh, distillery up there. I don't even remember what it's called because we didn't go in. Um, I was I was a little bit mad about that, but we you know still had a good time. Nice. Well, got, happy birthday. Got way too drunk that day. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. But well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed the beer. I'm glad you enjoyed your chicken and waffles. Your induction charging. It sounds like yeah. a great weekend. <laughs> no, it was, it was everything I could ask for. Uh, other than getting a little car sec mixed with hangover and throwing up on the way back. But oh, not great. But uh, you know, not my finest moment. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Cybertruck thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is my thoughts. Uh, I mean, I I must have mentioned to you in the past that I think Elon Musk's a joke, right? Like, yeah, you have. Okay, 
Um, Elon Musk's a joke. That truck isn't a bigger, even bigger joke. The truck is so ridiculous. <clears throat> it looks terrible. Yeah, I love it. You know what it looks like? It looks like it, a truck in a video game from original Xbox. It, no, it looks like the Warthog before it loads. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, it's my first thought is it's like as angular and stupid as a Warthog. It's part of the reason Halo why CD. I love it. <laughs> it looks so bad. I just can't wait to see one in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, I just, one day I'm going to be outside and that's going to be driving down the street. I'm going to be like, we did it. <laughs> We're in a video game. <laughs> it's just like. I always wondered when you watch ridiculous sci-fi movies of the future, how do we go from practical to this? <laughs> and this is the step. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It kind of looks like the trucks on Mars in fucking true, not True Lies. Um, you know, Total Recall. Um, what? Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall. That being said, True Lies on Mars. I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I love True Lies. That's a fantastic oh, movie. Me, me Give me the goddamn page. That's a great. <laughs> Where is the key? Batarazis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cybertruck. Uh, that thing's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah. What other... That's it. That, I had nothing else on it. I just wanted to see what you thought. <laughs> uh, my thought is on... It is my same thoughts on everything involving Elon Musk. I, I just kind of want him to go away. <laughs> Why like, mad at a him? a joke and he's an asshole. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Like, look look it up. There's this, this whole cult of people who love Elon Musk, and it's like, why? Why do you love him? He doesn't... He's... I mean, sure, is he a smart dude? Yes. He's not particularly smart. Like, he's not fucking Albert Einstein. He's not Thomas Edison or pick your favorite, like, revolutionary idea, like, man. Like, he's not any of those guys. Um, he is an asshole. That's, like, indisputable. Um, and it's pretty well documented. Um consistently misses on all of the things that he promises he's going to deliver everyone. All of his companies end up being a joke. Uh, like, the Boring Company, the Hyperloop, the Tesla truck, SpaceX, all of it. Like, he doesn't deliver any of the things that he promises. So, he's a fucking charlatan, and I want him to go away. <laughs> uh, did you watch any of the reveal? Because I think you'd appreciate what happens. I mean, I saw one or two very short clips. So. Did you watch what happened with the glass? I saw the thing with the rock going through the window. That was yeah. so funny. And that is so fucking typical of everything <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I can't wait to see one of those on the road. It's it'll... never going to make it to the road. Oh, yeah. Two years. It'll be there. <laughs> it took him five years longer to do the fucking car that he said he was going to take him. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, uh... I'm going to continually use this, use him, to just, to rile you up, you know? Yeah, he, he's my phantom threat. Yeah. See, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> now I just feel bad for bringing him up. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that movie so much. What else you got? <laughs> are you done on News and Nuggets? I'm done on News and Nuggets. Uh, are you all caught up on Watchmen? No. Oh, uh, okay. See, I was behind... A couple of weeks, so Sunday night I watched the last two episodes. How many are there? Five? Okay, then I think I'm two behind. Yeah, so you were in the same place that I was at. Um, yeah, the last two, really, really damn good. Very different. Um, shit is, like, picking up speed for real now. Oh, no, sorry, there's six. There's six total. Ugh, um, I, I, I remember seeing something saying, uh, it's a nine-episode first season, so it was saying that it was two-thirds done. So Gotcha. Um, 
Yeah, um, so, yeah, things really picking up. The last episode, uh, I don't want to spoil how or why, or where, but it was, like, delivered 99% through flashback mm. in a really cool way. Um, like, just the audacity of how they did it um, was it was really cool. It was really cool visually. Most of it is done in black and white. Oh. Um, they jump through all these different things, kind of jumping to and from some different stuff, despite still managing to maintain like a coherent narrative from start to finish of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that's like, man, where are we going with? Some of the questions are starting to be answered, but some of the questions are giving you better questions to ask, like more rather than, oh my god, I have no idea what's going on. It's like, ooh, what's going about that? What's right, going right. About that, you know what I mean? Which is a better state of being to be in. And with three episodes left. I think we'll probably get... This won't be a situation similar to Leftovers, I think, because uh, Damon Lindelof's already said um, he's not entirely sure he would do another season. Oh, okay. So he's basically been planning this as a limited series. It's possible they could do it as a continuation, but it sounds like it would be 50-50 whether he would continue to be involved. He's basically just said, I had a story I wanted to tell, and this is that story. Cool. That actually, that gets me more excited about getting back into it. I, for some reason, it's just like when I watch it, I'm enjoying it. And then when it's over, I'm just not like itching to get the next one. Oh, I have been, but I've been glad for the weekly release. Um, This is the first time I've watched two episodes together. um, And it's too much. Well, yeah, but based on the way the one episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Okay. So So it helps with the transition. this is the time that I most was ready to jump right into another one. Got it. <clears throat> so I actually appreciated having them back to back because I really wanted to see how it paid off because you knew you had an inkling as to how it was going to pay off, but you know, in other words, like where they were going to go, but mm-hmm. how they got how they got there was was really interesting, and what specific story they were telling in that second episode um, was really compelling. So because um, it specifically is done to answer a lot of the mystery that we've had so far cool cool yeah yeah i want to uh, i gotta read the graphic novel i was thinking of doing it before continuing but i'm, I'm in a weird spot with shows and stuff and games so um, now at this point you should probably finish the show and then go back and yeah i'm sure it'll sure it'll, it'll all like piece in nicely um cool what else you got no that's it that's it so is it time for fun and games yeah all right here we go which Frozen 2 character matches your personality? Okay. Okay. Should've very, very specific to, <laughs> to our, our flick of the week. Um, Certainly straightforward. Yeah, not as, uh, not like last week. I just, it just, there was just nothing good for that, for that Dr. Sleep one. All right. First, how would your BFFs describe you? Talkative, kind, goofy, adventurous, courageous, or inquisitive? Can you give me those again? Talkative, kind, goofy, adventurous, courageous, or inquisitive? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to give you inquisitive. Okay. What does your ideal snow day include? Drinking hot chocolate? Baking cookies? Sledding? Watching Netflix? Ice skating? Or building a snowman? Hot chocolate. I can go for some hot chocolate. I haven't had a good hot chocolate in a long time. Yeah. Choose a frozen wonderland to explore. Um, these are images, and I'm going to pick one for you. (laughs) That one looks cool. Choose a Disney princess to team up with. Rapunzel from Tangled, Leia from Star Wars. Should I just pick Leia? Uh, Cinderella. 
I, I'm glad they cleared this one up for me. Cinderella from Cinderella. Uh, uh, Moana from Moana. These are it's very yeah. helpful. Uh, Sherry from Black Panther. Or Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's funny, because I, you know, I wouldn't really think of them all as princesses, despite the fact that they are. And now all are Disney princesses. That's right. Yeah, let's, let's go with Leia. Yeah, nice. Pick a Disney song. Be our guest. Remember me. Part of your world. Circle of life. A whole new world. A spoonful of sugar. <laughs> um, <laughs> be our guest. Oh. Now pick a song from Frozen 2. Lost in the Woods, The Next Right Thing, Show Yourself, When I'm Older, Some Things Never Change, Into the Unknown. I felt like I needed to yell that, but I, I, I restrained myself. <laughs> uh, the problem is I'm already forgetting what any, either, any of the names of them would have been. Um, was, which, which one of them? Was any of those the one that Kristoff yeah, sang? Yeah, got it. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yep, that's why I wanted to choose it. <laughs> and finally, pick something important from the Frozen universe. Arendelle Castle, Sven, Elsa's Power, the North Alder Tribe, Elsa's Ice Palace, or Queen Iduna's Shawl. Let's go with the Ice Palace. Let's see, what do you got? You, <laughs> this is so random. You got, you got Ryder. <laughs> The the weird guy that Kristoff's from? The, uh, yeah, the, it, John Ritter. Uh, John Ritter is that his name? The Jason Ritter. It, it, Ritter. <laughs> Your personality <laughs> matches Ryder. You're passionate, caring, and inquisitive. Like I, I I guarantee you, this answer came from the inquisitive question, and that was it. Uh, like I mean, Ryder, it's in the description. You want to explore the world around you and get to know as many different people as possible. You're incredibly passionate about the things you love the most, reindeer. You're incredibly passionate about reindeer. <laughs> is what I got out of that. Uh, And that is your Frozen 2 quiz. With that, let us get into our flick of the week. Frozen 2, 2019, rated PG at an hour and 43 minutes. Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. That's your IMDb synopsis. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I, man... A couple things dawned on me with seeing this. Uh, I was thinking about it before we got into the theater. I was like, when was the last time there was a a, a true sequel to a Disney movie? Uh, that wasn't direct-to-video? Yeah. Um, are we including Pixar? No. Okay. Because I don't think it's the same. Was, was Nemo Pixar? Oh, I think Nemo might be our answer. I don't think Nemo was Pixar. Let's find out. Uh, anyway, but it was it's surprising, right? Because like as far as like the classic Disney style movies, I don't the only sequels that I know of or that I could think of are direct to video, like The Return of Jafar or The Lion King one and a half or whatever the hell it was. I think there was actually well, th- a two. there was eventually there was that <laughs> there was also eventually a Lion King two that I think was direct to video. Although unlike most of the other direct to video ones, they actually got all the original actors and actresses come back and oh that's pretty surprising it was uh, 102 dalmatians was only for the live action one right i have no idea yeah well anyway like uh, either way if you can it's it's not coming to mind let's say the funny thing was return of jafar was direct to video had none of the original actors and actresses everyone was so mad at that movie that they gave a theatrical release to the third one and brought the whole actual cast back Yeah. yeah what was that one called the king of thieves yeah i think something like that something like that um, yeah, man, they did a. I, I think they did a tremendous job with this. I uh, it, it expanded upon the first story without changing anything about it or like ruining or like shifting it, like its focus. 
uh, it's just like it, the only question that you kind of had afterwards was where did Elsa get her powers? And kind of exploring the mythology was actually really fun. I think they did it in a really clever way. Uh, and like getting outside of Arendelle and like seeing these other spaces, I think it was pretty cool. Well, it, it, it did match like the things that you need out of a sequel, especially the sequel for this time. It expanded the world in a way that was interesting um, because if you just kept it to the same confines that you were already in, um, it doesn't work. But it still, despite the fact that it was expanding from its own safety zone, um, it still kept the world grounded in the sense that they didn't just go to like the other side of the world. It's like, we're going right outside our own front door and seeing what's, what's, what's next door, what's up the street. You know right. what I mean? So we have a greater understanding of what's going on right around us, despite the fact that we're in a completely new place. Yeah. And on, so the other thing that could have gone, uh, that, which is really well done, well executed, uh, a thing that could have easily been a downfall, the, a Disney movie like this is only as good as the music. And mm. I think they nailed it. I think the music was actually tr- fantastic. All of the new music, I really enjoyed. And there was enough of it that like really stuck out, like the standout songs of the first one, uh, including, but not limited to, the incredible 80s ballad that Christoph sings. <laughs> which we That re- was <laughs> 80, so 80s, it hurt. Yeah. And I was like, this is so far out of the field. Where is yeah. this coming so from? So I know this is... From that first big guitar riff, I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Oh, it, it's it's wonderful. And uh, I know we're in uh, we're in pre-spoiler territory. This isn't really a spoiler. You should know this going in. This song is going to happen, and it's going to rock your socks off. That's one. <laughs> Two, uh, thing that I did not know until, I, until after the movie, there's about 18 different reindeer backup vocal tracks. Yeah. yeah all right. sung by him. Yeah. <laughs> doing the reindeer voice. It's tremendous. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing about it was... I was laughing throughout the whole song. Like, actually, me and Gianna, I went to go see it with Gianna. Um, she was supposed to do the episode with us, but she was too tired. And she's going to get up early for work tomorrow. What a quitter. Um, yeah, I know. She's still our I most like, recurring guest, I think. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was like, oh, just like come and do, we'll do the movie portion first. And then you can go to bed while we do like news and notes and shit. Um, just didn't work out. But uh, yeah, we the two of us were literally like cracking up that whole song. Like trying to keep it down, we were laughing so hard because, like, it's so good. It was so ridiculous. I was yes. laughing at it. Like, yeah. no, listen, that was a song that was so bad it was good. Like, it was like a good, oh, yeah. good bad movie. This is a good bad song. It, it is. It, it is like because in the same way of those actual songs, some of those ballads are that they hurt that much. <laughs> yes. And yes. they and they. I don't understand how they nailed it so perfectly. It was as if they went back in time and to record it. Because there's only one place in time that you can get that sound. <laughs> the thing is, you could see some of the specific um, like influences too. Like there was yeah, yeah. some white, there was some white snake in there. There was some. Yeah, there's times um, where like, you think it's gonna go into a song that you know. Yeah, there was a, specifically the one part where they they were flashing up the different <laughs> reindeers, and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking like Brian Adams, like yeah, I do it for you or whatever. Yeah. you know the song I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was it was so fun. Also, right before that, um, Sven starts to. Usually, he gives Sven the voice, and he and he like moves his mouth or he says it right by his face to pretend that it's him talking. But when Sven talks to him and he doesn't, he's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> also yeah, great. it was an acid trip. Yeah, he definitely ate some shrooms out there. Him and Ryder got messed up before that song. <laughs> Listen, you know he was spending all that the time with the trolls in his life. You know he keeps magic shrooms with him. Yeah. 
Well, okay, so that brings me to uh, uh, and my last pre-spoiler thing, uh, because I think it's a, it's a fair warning going in. There's no big twist the way that there was a... I mean, granted, I, the twist you could, you could see coming if you're paying close enough attention in the first one, but there's no big twist in this one in the way that there was there. And I was actually expecting it. I had that expectation for the story of like there to be something interesting. I was looking for it through everything. I was like, oh, maybe we'll somehow get some uh, information about Kristoff's like parentage, like actual parent through this. I thought maybe he was related to these folks. I thought maybe Ryder was his brother or something like that. And like it could have been throwaway, but I thought there was going to be a little something there. But there was no, there was no big reveal in my opinion. Um, there was two significant reveals, not to the level of the first one. Obviously, that that level of betrayal that well, because that wasn't a reveal so much as a true twist, right? Mm-hmm. It was a full. That's more heel, what I mean. A twist. A full blown heel turn that we didn't see coming. But it wasn't really teased or tipped off because it wasn't like that was his plan all along. It's a true heel turn, which was like a big twist in thing, but not like a, a mystery that was unveiled. It was his plan was, all along. What's that? It was his plan all along in the first one. No. Not oh, long. not not to, not directly with Anna, but... That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah okay, I got you. I got you. Um, but before we... I'm going to pause right there. Uh, that being said, Frozen 2... It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I think they did a tremendous job uh, matching up to the original, and uh, highly suggest that if you if you liked the first, that you see this because I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't as good as the nah. first one, but it was still pretty damn good. Yeah, it was pretty. And also, Olaf is just tremendous. Moving on oh, yeah. from that, we are hitting uh, post spoiler territory because I want to hear where Al goes here. I don't want him to worry about revealing anything so as far as twists are concerned or reveals are concerned in this movie so we're well, in there, spoiler there was, territory sorry, actually there was probably three of them but two of them you find out about like back to back like immediately yeah um but the i thought there was three fairly significant ones not to that level like i said from the first one but i think that's how you do it is like listen we're never going to match that so we'll give you a couple of them but mostly you could kind of see them coming or have an idea of where it's going the thing about their mother being one of the people Oh, okay. I guess that, yeah, it's just, it's early on, so I'd almost, almost forget about it in the end. of. Well, because she's the first one to mention him, and it's, you know, Chekhov's, whatever those people were called, because I, I, I'm never going to be able to remember how to pronounce that, uh, pronounce it. Um, Pren- <laughs> 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 oh, you broke me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, I had a feeling that she was going to play very heavily into that, because... Yeah. We don't know anything about it either there, whatever, but I just assumed, okay, we're going to find out she was one of them. What I didn't quite see coming was that she specifically was the one who saved the father in that time. Yeah. Um, so that was, I thought, fairly significant. Um, the fact that Elsa was the fifth spirit, you kind of had to see coming a mile away, but it was a significant reveal when it finally comes around. I have a problem with that one, but go on. Okay. Um, and then the other one, and that's why I said, oh, no, it's not actually two, it's three, because you find like 90 seconds later... The fact that, well, this is, I guess, the closest you can get to the one from the first one is that it was actually their grandfather who was a huge dick and tipped off all of the events of this. Yeah, well, that that one I feel like was pretty obvious, like, early up, like, up front. You're like, I feel like regardless of how this pans out, the Arendelle people are probably not going to come off great wherever this goes. (laughs) Well, you certainly knew that, well, I I assumed it was going to be one of those situations where big miscommunication and both like kind of like a Pocahontas type thing where it's like both sides realize they were kind of wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, because each side is blaming the other. 
it's pretty definitive that they were the ones who were in the wrong. So that makes it very right. significant in and of itself. But yeah, like you said, you always knew there was going to be more to that story. So the specific way that it went was fairly interesting. Although you probably had an idea that that could have been what it was. Oh yeah, I guess, I, I, I guess the audacity to the level of how much of a dick he was is what surprised. Yeah, it, it, it's the complete unarmed attempt to slay. Uh, it was it was very apparent in the father's voice when he's telling the story. Like how bad it is, <laughs> so I was just waiting to find out exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, which was good. Uh, so here's my issue with uh, uh, Elsa being the fifth element, <laughs> essentially. Um, Speaking of the fifth element, there was a couple times when I was watching this movie. I'm like, am I watching Frozen Two? Am I watching the fifth element? Am I watching Annihilation? Gianna actually made that observation. Nice with the horse. No. Um, when they walk up to the enchanted forest oh. and the fog is there, she goes. I'm expecting to hear wow, wow, wow. And, like, and, and and she goes, she goes, because uh, like Olaf's like, uh, I think it was Olaf's some some like, I wonder what's in there. And Jana goes, is it not too dear and dangerous? <laughs> uh, sticking on that scene for a second, Olaf running into it and bouncing off and hysterically laughing as he does it, fantastic. It's Olaf oh, yeah. at his best, childlikely. Uh, so my issue here is, I do, like, I still, I feel like I'm crazy. Elsa is not the fifth piece of this puzzle to me. It's Anna. <laughs> Anna is clearly, like, is that fifth love element in this whole situation. Are, Elsa, are, is, are, Elsa like, got not- some water powers. <laughs> That's what she got. Well, oh, the other thing I was like, are, are, is also, is this the last airbender? <laughs> um, well, because she's, like, trying to master all of the elements, which ultimately is what she does, right? Um, being the fifth one that bonds... Now, now, well, the thing is, what you were saying with Anna is true to a certain extent because it's what El- Elsa says at the end. There's meant to be a bridge and she says a bridge has two sides. It's the two of them together. Yeah. Right? Um, but specifically, all of them are a magical spirit that's in, that's been anthropomorphized in some way and she is a person with magic power and it isn't. So she specifically has to be the fifth because she's the one who brings them all together, right? Um, it just feels a little bit... Like it just feels like a little bit of a misstep, only because she has these very specific powers that are ice and related to water, which is one of the elements. That's why it just seems wrong to me. Do you not know the five elements of wind, water, <laughs> do it. earth, fire, and ice? <laughs> Father, you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got the matches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, and love. Um, fifth element, Captain Planet. We all know that. I was going to say Captain Planet. <laughs> But you notice how some episodes there was love and some episodes there wasn't? Yeah. That's when the writers are just feeling real dark. <laughs> well, just one kid just goes missing for lots of time, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that just a minor, my, my only minor issue with that whole piece. But um, either way, I, I just, I really, I really loved it. I Okay, so I called Al Samantha earlier on. Um, that line, it got me. I was hysterical. And then the the callback ten Samantha? seconds later, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> what that got me was was him saying, "I'm going to call you Gail," and then that, that name stuck with like the wind is just called Gail from now on. Yep. Which I guess you know a Gail, you know Gale Force winds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, works as, on two levels, uh, but I I kind of forgot about it, and then at the end of it, like the wind swirls. Oh hi Gail. Anna, and she goes, "Hi Gail, can you deliver a message?" To yeah. Elsa? And it's like, ah. Nice. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When he spokes his head down the hole and he goes, Samantha. 
<laughs> that was just it really was it was the I icing on that, that cake <laughs> the uh i was reading afterwards that 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 was an improv joke from him which i i mean it's so it, when they're that funny and that out of nowhere it has there's no other way it could be it's funny because yeah like it does strike me as that and like he's the type got to do that in that sort of role but i don't picture animated movies having much improv because of the technical aspects of making that sort of movie. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. You, you, It's not like a McKay, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley situation where you can just riff on a scene for, like, you so, know, a couple of hours. I, I wonder if there's a difference with this movie uh, and and with the previous Frozen um, than, like, the standard way animated movies are made. Because I don't really know much about the process, but it, it very much seems like the voice recording happened first and a lot of the character mannerisms were put in. Because... Anna is very Kristen Bell, like from the movements to the facial expressions, which is crazy. Like, well, they're using limited motion capture for even things like this when, like, like those two characters don't specifically look like the actresses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as opposed to something like we were talking about with Jedi Fallen Order earlier, like that is Cameron Monaghan playing Cal Kestis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just like uh, that's that's what makes you wonder. Like, do they do lines first and get the story like? in audio and their motions and mannerisms before they animate over it. Because some of it was just like, it was too much like the person. Yeah, I guess so. Where I can't see it going the other way. I guess I you're more it's familiar with Kristen Bell than I am. You watch The Good Place and all that, right? Oh, God, it's just so funny. It's almost over and it makes me sad. Uh, oh, that's like they're on the final season, right? Yeah, yeah, there's only a couple episodes left. Or one, maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah... Oh, the animation is is really fantastic, though. Like you really feel for the characters, and like they, they their facial expressions are just in, it's insane to me how much emotion that they can portray. Like it's, yeah, they're much more expressive than most uh, animated characters are. But I mean that goes uh, it's kind of par for the course as as these technologies get better and better, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, that got me like really got I was again hysterical um, when they play charades and. <laughs> Olaf does the lightning round. When he impersonates Elsa, it's unreal. Like the, the just the thought to do that, and like have him do that, like that lower body movement as he's walking down. Like it was like the Let It Go performance. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this is absurd. And uh, and then he does a uh, uh, Oaken, the guy from the 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 game store. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's who just, they kept who they kept showing. But yeah, I don't think he ever had a line. I don't know if he did. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Re- I don't remember him having a line in this one. I, I just can't remember. Like every time they showed like the scared townspeople, I kept seeing him, and I'm like, oh, there's that guy from the from the first one. Yeah, I, I would never have remembered his name, but I was like, you know, that guy, <laughs> the guy, the funny guy. Yoo-hoo! that guy. <laughs> oh, when you go so in Epcot, there's a you can go to. Uh, is it is it Norway? Where 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 would this like theoretically take place? I think it's Norway. <laughs> I mean Norway, Sweden, so, Finland, any of them. If you go to that area, there's, well, there's a probably specifically Norway because yeah. they kept talking about fjords, and there's a ton of fjords in Norway. So. They liked saying fjord in this movie. Yeah. Um. They. Uh, it's a great word. There's a a ride where you go on a boat, and uh, it's like Let It Go is playing, and like you see the characters, and she like pushes you away with ice, and you slide down. It's really cool. It's a really sweet ride. But uh, one of the key things with Disney is the the lines are awesome. Like they they're very entertaining. And in this one, you go through his shop, 
and right. he's in the sauna. The sauna, like the window of the like it, to the sauna, is a screen, and it's steam coming through it. And he's in there, and he wipes it clean, and he like he says you, and he like taps on the glass, and it's just like you just really feel like you're in it. It's so good, <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Uh, just a just a blast. I uh, I like that Disney tried to teach you. They they do this. Um, they teach you about death. And then they're like, but this is not entirely on us. And they bring the carriage back. <laughs> like, we'll do a little bit of this. Your parents are going to have to take it from here. <laughs> also, that's a pretty good callback too, right? There's one more thing. Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, how about, did you stay, you stayed post-credits? Yeah, Gianna wasn't happy with it. No? I thought that was great. I think it needed to be more substantive. Oh my god. Him, him reenacting the first, the entire first movie. First of all, that was the best scene in the movie. It was <laughs> that and Sterling K. Brown's reaction to everything. That's well, that's happening. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's the whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh no! You know? <laughs> but what happened to the next? <laughs> I liked it. I liked in the post credit scene when the when the snow monster was like, "We live." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Olaf dead. Elsa dead. Anna crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, tremendous. Um, Olaf's song was simply in there for the adults in the audience. Why do you say that? About everything's going to make sense when you're older. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't you, uh, I'll, pro- I'll probably understand this later. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is going to make sense. Uh, what else we uh, got here? There was a line he had earlier in the movie, too, when he's talking to Anna. Was, he said, like, oh, I can't wait till I'm older like you and I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's holding the leaf, and the leaf's dying, and he's like, "It's so much wiser." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I think my 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 leaf's gotten a little bit uh, like droopy and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! It just overall, I just it it was a fun ride, and I like I said, I think we did a really good job. Uh, they didn't ruin anything. It, it it's it's almost as rewatchable as the first one. I think. I I mean, the first one is is fantastic i only actually saw the first one all the way through one time i've seen like bits of it again um you know i mean i don't really carve out a lot of time to watch disney movies anymore um i did watch the the lady and the tramp uh the new live action one how was that weeks ago on disney plus it was fine um not to get off topic or whatever just like thinking about that like you know like i said i don't really sit down to watch disney movies anymore maybe i'll i'll break some of them out with disney plus now yeah um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I was a fan of it. It, it it's like, it's a tight movie. It's just like, we're going, we're yep. going, we're going, we're going. We're not going to spend too much time on anything. We'll give you a little bit of exposition here. We don't want to overwhelm you, but you know, we, we do, we, we do appreciate that we have to slow down for a second and say, Hey, this is what's going on. Uh, it probably was a little less coherent from an actual story perspective than the first one mm-hmm. was. Um, that's okay. It was trying to get big and broader and much more like fantasy driven, right? Oh yeah. Then the first one, the first one actually has a really grounded storyline through a lot of it, right? Like the, the whole idea of keeping this, the city alive and everything like that. Um, you know, just, Hey, my sister's got magic powers. I got to go find her. Like that's a pretty simple, straightforward prem- premise other than we have to uncover these mysterious happenings from the past and unlock the potential in all of these elements and spirits and this and that and calm them and find out about them. Like, that was a much bigger swing, you know I mean? A much broader story to tell. 
Yeah. So you have to go at a pretty breakneck pace to do that in under two hours. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody stays engaged because on the end of the day, you're also making a kids movie. Yeah. Which is just, it, it, it will never cease to amaze me how they pull this stuff off. No, it was pretty incredible. Like to, to, to do this movie, you know, as a sequel to the first one, do this movie and to execute it in this way. Hmm. Like, it's a tough task. This could have very easily fallen oh, off yeah. the rails. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it would have went straight to DVD. Well, straight <laughs> to digital? <coughs> well, that's what it is. How do things work? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, direct to uh, streaming, direct to on demand. Something like that, yeah. Uh, I have one final thing to leave you with. Okay. And it's the funniest thing in the movie, in my opinion. And it's when uh, Elsa is singing that tune, and then Olaf is repeating the tune. <laughs> As they're walking, <laughs> and Anna's like, "Maybe one of you should do it." And he goes, "I agree. She sounds very off key." <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's a little bit pitchy. Yeah. Um, the, that was good. A lot of the banter was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they got that down pretty good in the first one. Like when he's singing about wanting to like see like the sun and like yep. uh, fire or whatever. He goes, "I'm gonna tell him, don't you dare." Yeah, so good. <laughs> Um, and in this one, you know, they had a much better interplay, and especially we spend more time, especially in the first half of the movie, with all of them together, right? We have this kind of ensemble of, you know, Sven and Kristoff and Olaf and Anna and Elsa all together. And then it's funny because then for the second half of the movie, no one is together at yeah. all. Um, which was, I think, kind of a little bit clunky from a pacing perspective because, like, in the first one, like, they're together and they break up and then they're together and they break up and you know, now there's two of them at a time or three of them at a time or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas this one, it's like we got everyone together and then we got no one together for like the whole movie and it's like, oh, and then, or, then we did get a little like buddy cop action of, of Anna and Olaf for a while <laughs> until Olaf's brutally murdered. I mean, until Olaf melts and then, um, you know, it's them on their own and then, you know, kind of interspersing and each of them gets their own song on their own was less with like the duets was there really any of them other than the sven christoph one um well early on they were like split duets i guess but i, well, I guess the the anna and olaf one was kind of mm. but like you know what i mean like in the first one there was the one with um anna and the guy who ends up being the bad guy i don't remember yeah his name and then there was the one that's i guess more like an ensemble thing with the trolls singing about the two of them <laughs> or whatever. It's a bit of a fixer up there yeah that one <laughs> Um, but I don't know, the songs were still good. It's funny, I didn't really think about it. Like, I was seeing someone who said the reason that you don't see many of these movies is because for a musical, you're there half for the music and half for the story acting. And to sell someone on a second one, the songs also have to be really good because if they're not, it's really going to highlight the lack in that movie. And as much as the Elsa song, again, was really strong and really good, it didn't quite live up to... Let it go. I, that one was pretty singular, though. It stands up as, as as strong or stronger than any of the great Disney ones that have existed before it. Mm. So to be able to measure up to that again would have been borderline impossible. Um, and there were some fun ones. Um, like I said, I just laughed at the Kristoff one. <laughs> like it's not a good song, but it is fun and funny. It's it's super entertaining. Oh, when she's uh, when Elsa's walking through like that that ice cave and like remnants of her past are there. And she sees herself singing Let It Go, and she cringes. I thought that was actually really funny. Uh, yeah, that whole sequence was really visually cool. Um, there was that. There was some... Because there was the ice sculptures 
doing basically like stills of like and then there was the up on the panes of yeah the, of the, like there was like like video playing out and like she walks in like i i keep forgetting the guy from the first one she just shatters yeah him. shatters him so good just and so she, in, like said, in she, the most dismissive way go, like, yeah <laughs> it's so good uh the other thing that i love about olaf is unless he is front and set front and center and needs to be delivering something very very specific his facial expression never matches the gravity of the current situation. Oh, yeah. He's always got, like, a bemused and It's so good. Like, something horrible will be happening. He'll just be, like, half-smiling, missing an arm. Like <laughs> part, of it, part of it is the gigantic buck teeth. Yeah. They think that's part of what it is. Oh, yeah. It's great, though. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that's usually pretty typically great. Um, Anna, I've got this, this feeling inside. It's, like, boiling up. I think it's rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so angry. I think I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was actually kind of a nice moment, though, too, as far as like a teaching moment, because it didn't, it wasn't pedantic, it didn't beat you over the head, right? Where she, he's like, I think I'm angry. And she's like, you know what? You do have a reason mm-hmm. to be angry. I'm sorry for trampling that. And then it's done. It doesn't like, yeah. beat you over the head for a 10 minute lesson. It's like, like that's a, a solid message to send to a kid, right? Like, oh. Yeah, you can both be angry about something, even though you feel like you have more of a reason. Like, don't discount someone else's anger about a situation, too. Right. I thought that was a... It was a a deftly handled... You'll have the opportunity to be more angry when I die in your arms in 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jeez. Also, strong Shadowfax vibes from that water horse. Strong what? Shadowfax vibes. Shadowfax. Oh. You know, Gandalf's white horse, the yes. fastest of the horses. Yeah, that's like Lord, a there's there's a number of memes uh, <laughs> of like other things. Like it's like the the spoiler without specifics that people are posting. That's one of them, oh, yeah? <laughs> which is pretty great. The other one is just like an American girl doll named Samantha, <laughs> which is just awesome. Uh, I do I do at the end of this wonder they're more than likely to do. Another one eventually. Um, I still don't feel like we have closure whether the parents died. Huh. That's a good. Well, no, wasn't it just that they didn't know they were wrong about where they were going? Well, they told them they were heading to the Southern Ocean or whatever, yeah. and they found out they went in literally the opposite direction, right. and they found yeah. the ship broke. I think they're dead. <laughs> I thought they were dead after the first one. <laughs> and then we find their ship. And it's like, oh, so I actually, I half wondered, at that moment, when they find the ship, I was split between, because I already assumed that Elsa was the fifth element. Um, And I'm going to chuckle, like, internally every time I say the fifth element. Um, (laughs) Multipass. Yeah, she knows it's a (laughs) multipass. But I was, uh, from that moment, I was torn, okay, are we going to find out that she is the fifth element, or are they going to find the parents? And the mother was the fifth Mm. element, because we already know... That the mother was lying or was did not disclose that she was from there. We find out that the father was saved from by the mother and all that stuff, right? And mm-hmm. she has a big moment where she snaps because as like the ship is going down or whatever, we get a moment of like the waves crashing around them. But we, considering we found the ship semi intact, right? There was a waterproof compartment. Great line by Olaf. Why can't the whole ship be made of the waterproof? So, yeah. Yep. Um, but. We still don't know that they're dead. Yeah. 
Also, this can then... Uh, the reason I want it is because we can then get, like, a Game of Thronesian situation. <laughs> because, like, the in the first movie, the parents die, and, like, the girls are fairly young, and one of them becomes queen, and they have a struggle. And there was no struggle for the power, and then there was a struggle for power later on in the movie. And then now we've had another succession as Elsa's, you know, abdicated her throne for... Anna, if we find the parents alive, do then we then get a Game of Thrones struggle for power? And the yeah. father wants his throne back, or what? Like in like fifteen work? years, they do another one when the audience has grown up a bit. Right? <laughs> it's just like it's just a straight to HBO, like <laughs> live, live action, live yes. action. Yes. Basically, ridiculous. it's Watchmen show on on HBO, <laughs> but Disney Plus is a live action. Gritty, Disney Plus like, After Dark. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, that uh, you got anything else on this movie? Uh, I didn't know that Evan Rachel Wood was the voice oh, of the mother. Yeah, and that she also sang her own songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Evan Rachel Wood could sing. Oh yeah, uh, across the universe. Did she in that? I have no idea what the, the Beatles movie. The movie with all the Beatles songs, not the Beatles movie. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I think with that's that. her. I'm double checking for you right now. Uh, yeah, that's her. She's in that. She's oh, ha- pretty good in that. That movie's. I, I really like that movie. I know people. Have- also, I forget which song it was that they reprised for the credits, but "Panic at the Disco" was singing. Yeah, it, which was "Into the uh, Unknown." What? "Into the Unknown." Yeah, that one. Uh, it's funny. So that was the song that Evan Rachel Wood sung, then, right? That is the song that Elsa sings. "Into the Unknown." Right? No, I thought that was the one the mother sang them the lullaby. No, that was um. I can't remember the name. I'm gonna look it up for you. I'm gonna keep it going. I can't remember the names of either any of them. That's why I'm asking. Uh, let's see. I'll get you. I'll get it for you right now. Frozen Two soundtrack. Say, I literally was done watching it. Uh, and then all is found is Evan Rachel Wood. Oh. Oh yeah, I guess so. That's about it. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because my sister was like, as soon as it started going, my sister was like, "Is that Adam Lambert?" I was like. I don't know. I guess it could be. I, I was like, do, do you know what he sounds like? And she goes, actually, not really anymore. I was like, not helpful. I was like, no, you know, this, one, this sounds like, this sounds familiar. It sounds kind of emo, which, I mean, I guess I could apply to Adam Lambert too. But I was like, it sounds familiar. And I looked it up. I was like, yes, no, this now, this clicks perfectly into place. What a weird thing for Panic of the Disco to be doing a song <laughs> for Frozen. <laughs> I like that song. That song is so powerful, though. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having that big Broadway voice do the song, I feel like really pushes the music in the Frozen movies over the edge. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. All right. Any other closing thoughts? All right. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at spintune.com or tweet us at the spintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Al Biosi. Thanks for coming out. Mando watch. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al didn't get a chance to see the third episode. So what this this particular version of uh, our Mandalorian recap is just going to be me getting Al excited. And and here's why. Oh, it's just going to be a hype video? It's, it's, it's going to be short. Uh, the third episode is insane. 
And I, I mean, they got to pick up the pace, right? Because we got our slow, it, slow it, westerns. So here's the thing, and I, this is why I want. I'm actually glad I get to I get to tell you a little bit beforehand. Because there's only eight episodes total. It's actually very slow in the beginning. Really? Uh, it's it's slow for the first. Uh, I don't know, two thirds. It's not like painfully slow it's just nothing crazy is happening uh and while i'm watching it i was thinking which has been true of the first two episodes which is insane it fe- i was like oh is the mandalorian just a series of fetch quests like that's what it seems like uh we're just gonna do a thing we're gonna get some steel we're gonna make it's it's funny people armor. have said that about the first two episodes already like it's not necessarily a bad thing but like it has a very rpg type structure that yeah that is exactly what it feels like until the finale of the episode when it becomes the craziest version of your action figure playset reenacted like in a way that you can only imagine as a child (laughs) i imagine this has something to do with the mandalorian heavy trooper yeah sure that's that's (laughs) i all i know is i've seen pictures of him so i'm assuming that's gotta let me put it this way that is Part of it, uh, it embodies the situation. That is a very small piece of it. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there is more to it's it. I'm just in figure that that has to be a like. I I just started laughing when it when it all went when it all goes down towards the end of the episode, but in glee. Not I wasn't mocking it. I was, I was just so happy. I was so happy for what was going on. I was like, this is just insanity that we're finally getting this, and then. You, of course, get a few sweet Baby Yoda moments that are just beautiful. I think I saw one <laughs> gif of him reaching for a lever in the cockpit. So, you know what? Oh, man, I, I can't. I can't, t- I can't tell you exactly why, but uh, it just... Well, very big picture, non-spoiler. What, what is this episode, like, about? Uh, it's about the Mandalorian's struggle to just do the mission without asking questions. Ah, so this is like a transporter don't look at the package yes. situation yeah it's exactly it is it's a it's a transformer movie in a tight in a tight 28 not, or however not many transformer, not transformer. Tra- sorry transporter movie in a tight <laughs> 28 or so minutes uh without any of the nonsense <laughs> oh my god it's it's so good i can't wait for you to watch it uh we'll we'll do a little a quick recap on the on the minor things that i'm talking about next week when you finally see it uh, yeah. as, as we get into uh, the fourth fourth episode, which will be right, we'll have seen that by then. It's coming out this week, the fourth episode, right? I I believe it's on Friday. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if there's going to be like a holiday delay or anything like that. No, I think the only time that the the schedule gets a little fucky is around when episode nine comes out. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I just I can't wait for you to know why he's reaching for the lever. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> leave you with that, and with that. That's Manda Watch.